welcome to the Swedish Junior Hockey Podcast. Today's guest uh, from the North American Hockey League via, or now in the BCHL from Sweden, Gabriel Vestling. Welcome to the uh, to the uh, Hockey Podcast. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Scandlux, your home for Scandinavian luxury products for the U.S. market. You can find us at scandlux.com. Very excited to be here. So we we talked a little bit offline. Where are you sitting right now? Um, for now I'm at home here in uh, in Mura. Um, I live in a, a small village outside Mura. It's called uh, Longlet. So I'm here now. I've been here for for the summer uh, with friends and family. So it's nice. So uh, <clears throat> you and I connected. This is actually a new initiative. Did a little research on. And you were the first player out of the players that I researched on players that are that played in the North American Hockey League last year or this year coming up. Uh, that um, and and I figured that would be a cool um, experiment to talk about your journey and and compare Sweden to to the U.S. and now Canada and uh, and and, um, and and also compare one player to another with their different experiences. So Mura, I have to be full transparency as a, as a Lexan guy, didn't have a lot of love for Mura, but, but we talked a little bit offline that when Johan Hedberg became the coach in Mura, it changed everything. Johan Rosian, another Lexing that, uh, and I, and I forgot who's the new coach for the men's team this year in Mura. Um, they have uh, Donald Hermansson and Fabian Gunnarsson. And they were former J20 coaches. So. That's right. And he's done an incredible job. And uh, Hermansson is also has a little bit of background in Lexan. So I think the yeah. clubs, even though people in Sweden would never admit to this, that, but I do think that the clubs are coming closer together. Fans will never be close together over there. But it is the two. No, two true. It is the two clubs that are the closest to each other and were playing in the same division for many years and and now Mura is in Allsvenskan Lexan is in SHL has been the opposite as well but let's talk about your background so you so you said you actually grew up in Lexan but moved to Mura or your dad grew up in Lexan what was it no so my dad grew up in uh, in Eldalen so Eldalen is uh, like 30 minutes a car from Mura and um Everyone is in Eldalen is is fans of Lexon. Just everyone is. I don't know why, but it's just just is like that. So I grew up uh, with a with a dad that loves loves Lexon and uh, went to their games and he bought me a jersey and and you know, I just like Lexon at the moment. And then um, I started playing hockey. Um, started here on 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 my yard. Um, then since then I just. Transferred into Mura, I just started playing there, uh, and then I've been playing in Mura all, all I think till last year, yeah. Awesome. So you actually, um, and and Mura is one of the NIU's, the the national programs for for academies. Uh, is that was it easy for you to choose that? I mean, I mean, it's not easy to get in there. I mean. I'm, I'd say like, because this is my home. Uh, I've been here all my life, so for me it was it was a pretty easy decision. Um, I wanted to to go as far as I could. 
through Mura. Um, and I, obviously it's my home, my family, they share my friends and everything. So for me, it was, it was pretty easy as, as soon as they told me that they wanted me here. And I just said yes, because I haven't, I hadn't really been looking for any, anywhere else to go, to be honest. So to, to put things in context, out of the team, so when you went there, so that must have been probably eight, uh, 1920 or 1819. Uh, must have been 1920 when you went there for hockey gymnasium, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that should be right, yeah. Yeah, so out of, out of that year, so moving from U16 into to J18 in, in NIU, how many of your U16 pals or your teammates uh, were able to go to that, to NIU? I think we were, I think we were five top six guys. I think yep. five or six guys. Um, so it was, that was hard too. I mean, you've been playing with the same guys uh, for many years now and see, Many, most of the guys don't come into the to the NIU uh, gymnasium in Mura. It was it was hard to see, um, but at the same time, like that's how hockey is, I guess. So yeah, and I and I think that that's a that's a similar five or six is actually a pretty good number. I mean, I've seen most places is two or three of the guys that you play with, and the rest of them are new. So yeah. the other guys that are coming in in that team. Uh, since this is a junior hockey podcast, let's talk about that. That I'm going to pull up that roster just so we can kind of get a feel for uh, where are the people coming from. But it is a lot of people from that region that are attracted to to that that program, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think we had – I know that Mura have been um, – picking and choosing from uh, Norway uh, lately. So yep. we had uh, uh, a couple of guys that came from there. Um, and then the, like the last series keep the Norway, Norway players keep, keep common. Um, but uh, at the first year, I think it was a couple of guys, one or two guys from fallen. Yep. Um, and then we had uh, <laughs> a couple of guys from, uh, from Brunas, I think one or two guys, maybe. Um, it was a couple of years ago, so it's hard to 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 know all the guys, but I know I know a few of them. But but I also see in here Koskruna, Oskarsham, Sarham. These are guys are coming from yeah. further down south. Um, El uh, Fariestad, uh, a guy from Austria in here too. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the majority of the people are kind of local, and I think that's a good you know how a good representation of how it normally works. I mean, if you are the top program, so let's say if you are Fariestad or, or Rögle, or, you know, that may be considered year after year, the number one, Frölunda, you can, but even Frölunda is probably not going to be recruiting a guy from Piteå, yeah. way down South, all the way to the, to the North. They're going to be, they're going to, recruit the players that are close by that they know that they have um that they have connections with how much of these guys did how many of these guys did you play tv puck tournament with oh i think it was three or four of them okay um, so it's not a connection played... necessarily there um not really no um i think 
I played on the same line in the TV puck uh, with uh, two other guys that I played in the same, same line with in the, the J18. And I think it was two Ds. Yeah, so I'd say over four, four from, from Mura in the same team. Yeah. So when you were then in, in hockey gymnasium, did you stay at home or did you live in yeah. a... Okay. I stayed home. Um, I didn't even plan to move out of here. I like getting food on the table. Don't have to cook. Um, just help with everything. So I, I just stayed home. And it's it's so close to, I mean, I live, what is it, like 10 minutes a bike from the city. So yeah. uh, there was no reason really to, to move into town. Yeah. And Mura, small town, US, a small town, USA, small town, Sweden, um, uh, where you leave your your gear there, ride the bike, or uh, yeah. you know, to to the rink, and everybody congregates there. So let's talk about then your uh, the other part about this. So when you're coming in, you had already got the chance to play um, for the junior team when you were already U16, right? So what? Yeah, yeah. I think I played two games. Um or something like that and and but more importantly you had practiced with that group and been able to yeah co compete yeah i'd say they're that's the like the biggest or important most important thing about the the organization that they keep keep the younger players practicing with the older guys so they're always like i know now because i'm practicing with the, the move out team now over the summer um so they're always looking for the development. So always the younger guys are always jumping a step forward. Um, so the U16 guys, some of the some of the better guys are playing with the J18 team. And then the top guys of the J18 are practicing with the J20 and then so on up to the the Hawkeye-Sanskan team. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention, you know, it's not like you're a small guy. Uh, 6'4", 203. Is that a, <laughs> is that a correct uh, weight as well? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. Maybe a little bit heavier now after summer, but yeah, I'd say that's that's spot on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The first thing that pops out for people when they look at your elite prospect is, wow, a big guy for not a defenseman, a centerman uh, from Sweden. Um, so looking back, I mean, 1819, the first year of, or the last year of U16, 25 games, 29 points, 26 penalty minutes. Uh, definitely, you know, and, and U16 elite, which was a, a very, very tough, tough league. So you held your own. How was it then to go into playing in, <clears throat> back then they called it J18 elite. Now they call it region. Uh, yeah. Again, I have to say, I hate the, the name change. I like the, I yeah, like I agree. when they called it elite, but first part of the season, uh, but then you're you're not you're playing against so you're at 03 so you played with 02 players and and sometimes overager that could come down but yeah I imagine most of the time you're playing against the same age uh how was it to make that transition from u16 to to uh to to, to j18 not as much point production but I'm imagining in here 1920. That was that also. Now that must have been the year before COVID, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I would say 
coming from playing on a top line and playing a lot to getting used to a whole new kind of environment and a new, new team with older guys uh, like the hockey's more serious maybe you can say um yeah. it was it was i was i'd say it was hard it was real hard um because you had to adjust a lot and you wanted to fit in the roster so you just listened to what the coaches said and tried to do to to do that as, as best as you could um so i started playing or not playing at all i think and then i just moved into fourth line and then the coaches told us to uh, this is your you have to do like this every game and then you just listen to that because you want to play um and for me uh that put up pretty 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 decent amount of points in the u16 was was hard to to get used to that role um so that year was was tough i would say it was was hard how let's talk about that more how 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 did you work you know work your way through that because, like you're saying, you're one of the guys that are used to scoring points. Now you're getting all these other – the team, the, the competency and the comp competition uh, increases among it, and now you're going to have to fight for it. So did you did you get pissed off? Did you get – you know, was it, was it tough mentally to go through that? Um, yeah, of course. Um, I think – at the beginning, I was really just frustrated, and it was like, why did I choose this like, academy? Uh, or, or like, I just questioned everything, and what am I doing, and all that stuff. And then I just starting to realize that the coaches talked to me, and that was they were really good coaches. Um, talked to me, and they just showed on paper that we have this decent amount of older guys, and and we have guys from Austria, or or as you said, Ferrista, and and they're good guys. Um, we had a good team that year. Um, they just told me that you just have to learn the the game, um, and next year you'll be that guy, that top guy. So we want you in the lineup, and for you to be in the lineup, you need to do like this and this and this. Um, and for me, would just say okay, and and just do what they told me really. Um, so it was hard, but I kind of understood that now I move, with moving forward too um i just realized that you can't just always be the the goal scorer or the 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 point guy you have to have a, a plan b or a b game um that also works in a game yeah who who was the person that you went to was it did you confide to when when you were frustrated but also did you go to your coach or did you go to your dad mostly my dad yeah um of Talk course. about him for a so, second. <laughs> yeah, no, um, he's he's playing hockey all his life. Um, he uh, moved to Westeros, played in the juniors in Westeros. Um, and then I think he, yeah, he's always having trouble with his shoulder. So in Westeros, I think it was in his last year of juniors, he hurt his shoulder or dislocated it. And then since then, he hasn't really been playing hockey at all. Um so I think as soon as I came to life, he's been living his dream through me. So and I and I love that. I think it's so fun to see him on all the games and and just being so excited about the hockey and 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 everything like that. Yeah, <clears throat> I just think that that dynamic of how it works, even in a small town, between 
the dad and the son, but, uh, but then also talk about then the coaches. So who, who were the coaches in your junior team? Was that? Um... So we had first year, I think it was Johan uh, Rosén yeah. and uh, Andreas Olsson. Um, they were, they were really good coaches. Um, so I talked to them, both of them, um, cause they, I talked to them before they, they uh, took me into the NIU. And they told me like how the situation was and, and, and everything. So I wasn't really that shocked, but I was still shocked. Yeah. Kind of. Um, so yeah, I talked to them and they just, they just told me. So I just had to accept it really and, and just move past it. And, and Rosian, who's now, I believe he is the national team assistant coach or is he the head coach? Or yeah. U17. No. I think it's the what is it the O six guys? I don't know what that is now. If the eighteen team maybe? Yeah, I, I believe it is. Yeah, I think it's Yuan Rosian and Martin Dalin maybe that are the J eighteen national team coaches. But you know, pretty high level. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's awesome. Uh, so, but okay. So, so, so you went through a little bit of a. How did that shape you going through that and then going into the next year? Um, well, before we get there, I also see on here on your lead process, you played two games with Usha J20, which yeah, Usha, for those who don't know, Mura Usha, really close around Lake Silian geographically. Yeah. Um, J20 Division One, but I know that they had always had a really good J20 team. Uh, yeah, I think because most, yeah, there's a lot of guys in, in Mura and the guys that don't play in Mura always go to Usha and play there because uh, yeah. it's so close. It's like 15, 20 minutes by car. Um, so, yeah, I just talked to the coaches because uh, I didn't play a lot and I wanted to play and they just told me that I, you can't play like a, this much as you want and then talk to because we have a really good connection between Usha and Mura. Yeah. Um, and then they told me that they're having a game um, and they need players and I just said yeah put me on there I want, I want yep. to play as much as I can. So it was not, not a question for me and then and the two games with Usha um, scored two goals in my two games there so it was nice to get that feeling going because um, I had then I played a lot and I was like just back to to my myself I feel like um, so that was that was important for me too that know that I okay I can still do this I can still score goals and play play my game yeah I just think that that's a great example of the Swedish system of two things the ability to to play up but also to play laterally uh, for another organization within the season cooperating and it's you know you're talking about the development both both physically but more importantly mentally to be able to go in and say okay we're instead of you sitting on the bench and not getting playing time and just getting practice time you know it works well for the other organization and it works well for you and best of both worlds uh for, mm. for, for sure all right so the, then you go into 2021 covid year right yeah um yeah covid year that was a frustrating frustrating year um, because I feel like I practiced hard during the summer because I wanted, okay, uh, this is my year. I, I want revenge from over the last year, and and I feel like 
what the coaches have told me and everything, it felt it felt really good. Um, so I think I had a pretty good year. I think I had like seven or eight points through a couple of ten or twelve games, something like yeah, that. Eleven games, seven seven points, three goals, four assists, solid. In yeah, so in in J eighteen region then, which used to be called elite, but talk about the teams that you're playing. I mean, Örebro. Lexan, Färjestad, Västerås, Brynäs. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Bofors, uh, Korkalskoga uh, yeah. is up there too. I mean, very, very, very good teams. Yeah. I mean, you're playing in the yeah, big, yeah. you're playing in big rinks, big arenas every every weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, the the league is is good. It's really good. So. Uh, yeah, it was nice to have that feeling back uh, after that dry season before. Um, and then out of nowhere, COVID came. So that sucked, really. <laughs> <laughs> so how did it work with, were you able to go to school in person during that time? You just weren't able to practice? No, I think it was the, the coaches just came in after practice. I was like, yeah, the COVID is coming and we can't do this anymore. And everyone was just so sad and frustrated. And like, can we practice anyway? And it was just, no, you, you can't. And then uh, the school turned into, uh, how do you say, like distance. Uh, so you had to be home and sit through your computer and have classes on the computer every day. So that was also hard. Because uh, you have like all the friends at school, you're just sitting all by yourself with the computer. Um, it was hard. And then the after school was done, the coaches sent out like workout programs, kind of. So you had to go practice by yourself too. So everything was all all yourself. A school is yourself, and then practice. That's not fun at all. Yeah. What was your uh, in in uh, uh, NIU? What was your uh, uh degree or what did you study uh i studied economics okay was that an automatic i mean not every niu and not everybody on the team will go into a, a college preparatory curriculum um, no yeah no mo most of the guys went like um i think it was how do you say not like um like a vocational curriculum right yeah, 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 yeah. That's the word. Um, yeah. So most of the guys did that because they wanted to to work. Um, and I knew pretty early that I wanted to go to college. Um, so for me, it wasn't really a hard decision to make. Yeah. What was the uh, so when when did you did, when you were saying college? Were you thinking college in the in the U.S. or were you thinking about university in Sweden? No, I was talking about the U.S. Yeah. Um, so talking about like how that started yeah. um, was uh, my dad uh, has a friend in uh, Malmo in southern of uh, Sweden and his son was playing at college uh, at the time. Uh, his name is uh, Ludwig Larsson. He plays in uh, the SHL now. Um, so he played in Merrimack College. Um, so he was talking to, uh, to uh, Ludwig's dad uh, about coming and visiting. Um, so me and my dad went on a vacation, kind of, um, to see to see uh, Luda. Um, so 
we flew to Boston um, and uh, took the car. I think it was like one hour or something outside outside Boston. Uh, yeah, north North Andover, Man uh, Massachusetts is is where Maryland. Yeah. Um, so then he met us there. Uh, we just came into this pool gate. Uh, it said Merrimack College. I, I was pretty small at the time, so I didn't really understand everything and what it was. Um, then he just started to show us around, like, this is the school and uh, this is the facility. And then as soon as we walked into the, the locker room of the Merrimack locker room, I was just blown away. I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Um, what about it? What I, about it? What was it about it that, that was different than what you were used to in youth hockey in Mura? Um, I don't know. It was just everything. It was just so flashy with all the like the lights and they had a, like a ping pong table and, and, and like a cafeteria and like everything was different, I would say. Um, we had like pretty small benches in Mura. Yeah. Uh, so I wasn't really used to that. And then I was like, when I saw that, it was like it was like kind of an NHL locker room. I would yes. say um, logo so, carpet, logo on the floor. Yeah, everybody had logo their... on the roof. I would say yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the stick rack. I was just standing there and looking at every stick, and I was like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And they're still going to school, and I was like, "Wow!" I didn't really understand everything. Um, so that was just blew, blew my mind, really. And I was like, "Yeah, I want to go college, hundred percent." What a what a brilliant move by your dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't be more happier that we did that trip, to be honest. How old were you then? 14, 15 or Yes, yeah, I think it was the year after U sixteen, so the year before uh the NIU. Okay. Did that yeah. so so did that kind of was that an impactful also because of choosing choosing the college preparatory versus the vocational side because i i want to i want to highlight that because a lot of people over here in the u.s don't know the difference i mean you could go to college prep which is going to be kind of the, the the science route or the social science or or versus the the vocational which is going to be you know auto mechanic uh plumber electrician painter yeah you know, or or maybe even the you know so I, I think that's academically, it's a lot easier to go perhaps the vocational yeah. side, right? It's a cakewalk. Mm. And yeah, I agree. And and if you go the college preparatory side, not a cakewalk, I mean, pretty, pretty, I mean, me personally, I did both. I started off yeah. in the vocational side, did a year and realized now I'm, I'm I want to go to college and then quit, went to technus and then um and then i ended up here in the u.s but 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 it, was that because you you went over here and had that kind of carrot in front of you yeah yeah for sure because we talked to to him like yeah what did you do what did you study in back in sweden um and everything so he just like guided both me and my dad through like how everything would work really um, so he played in the Null. I think he played one year in Malmo J20. And then he played uh, one year in the Lone Star uh, in the Null, in the Southern League of Null. Um, yeah. And then he played Merrimack. Then he played Penn State, I believe his fourth year. 
And then after that, I think he went to play one season in the AHL, and then he came to Mura and play one season, and then Roglin now in Örebro in the SHL. Yeah, so, that's, I'm pulling him up here too. So yeah, Lone Star Brahmas, Merrimack College, Penn State NCAA. I actually played Binghamton in the AHL as well. So um, and played for the uh, uh, Swedish national team as well. Yeah, so for me, like seeing him going like step for step, just made me even more like motivated on how the how that college journey could go and could see. So I was just excited seeing him because it looked so easy for him too. I was like, he had he played in the null, and what I've heard, like some most of the guys are like, yeah, if you play in the null, null, it's like, eh, you have to play in the U shell. And then I've seen like really a lot of good players play in the NOL and like play in the NHL or AHL or SHL. So that made me like realize that the NOL is is it's a really good league too. And that, uh, yeah, I know. Like I just at that time, I just wanted to follow his path. Really. Yeah. So did that open? So that really opened your eyes to the to the junior. So this is a good good transition well I, I want to get there but did that open your eyes to to american juniors or, or north american juniors since you're both in now you're playing the bchl yeah so when he started talking about like the juniors and everything he went through like yeah you have to you have to go juniors either one or two years before you go to college um and then i started looking up like the junior side and okay there's two leagues uh, the NOL and the USHL, and then I saw like the rosters of every team, and saw like yeah, most of the drafted guys is in the USHL, and I just looked everything up because I'm a I'm a big nerd when it comes to like teams and and and, and everything like that. Um, so I just could sit like for days and just scrolling through players and and teams um, to see like get a feel of what it's like, um, and then I think we're in uh, before my first year of J20. Uh, I because I, um, I'm working with him now. His uh, his name is Randy. Uh, so he he was the guy who helped me uh, to get over over to the and all. Um, yeah. So that, that Randy process Edmund? with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's been a huge huge uh, help for me. Um, and then because I told him that yeah, I know and I would and and I've seen his way and I want to do the same. Um, and then he said, "Like, yeah, I like let's get that going." And yeah. Then... Well, how helpful was that to be able to have someone that can not only the peer and the parent and the family dynamics, but then also someone that you can rely on that that can guide the way of this is really how it works. This is let me let me give you the recipe on how to actually the moment that you make the decision, saying, "I want to go." Uh, it's a daunting task on your own to be able to to say all right now how i how do i do it yeah yeah so it was it was new i mean because i didn't really know what what like okay so what if what if we start working with him like what is he gonna do and everything because i i I like hadn't zero experience and neither did my dad um but then, like as soon as we we talked to Randy and he started like having like cause he started 
like texting us and seeing, saying like in the middle of the J20 season that yeah this team is interested and and so on um made me like started like a motivational kind of thing and was like yeah or, this is this is serious now um yeah. and then you could feel like yeah if you because he started sending uh like insta uh after games too so that helped me a lot um seeing uh like that statistics on everything on every game like on face offs and everything so i could like sit and watch the games even more than i could before um so that helped me helped me a lot too um did you look at the then, insta- did you look at the stats and the videos or did you did you go to sven skoke tv to look at your the the, the video i looked at the beginning i looked at the sven skoke tv um but it was so hard because you have to find your own ship kind of shuffle and shuffle and shuffle and then oh back and then so the insta really helped like you could see like all of your shifts uh and you could see all your goals or assists or whatnot so that was really helpful um and then i think it was after the sorry if i'm moving past now oh no it's good uh, uh, so after the the j20 season um he set me up for a camp in uh, jungstown for the Junkstown Phantoms in the USHL. Um, so me and my dad, who obviously wanted to come with, uh, went traveled to uh, Junkstown. We flew to we flew to Washington, I believe, and then we took the car to uh, Junkstown. Um, and then I had the camp there. Uh, just was that a spring camp? Was that a spring skate, or was that during the summer? The main camp. Uh, it was during the summer. I, I think it was the main camp. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, I think it was like six teams or something like that. Um, it was a lot of, a lot of teams and I've, I haven't never seen anything like that before coming from Sweden. Um, and since I've been playing on the same team, really, so I haven't been out on like tryouts tryouts and, and stuff like that. So I was like really shocked because I was, I just thought it was, would be like two teams maybe and a couple of players. Um, so seeing that, nearly a hundred kids was there and, and a lot of people and scouts and everything was both nervous and excited uh, at the same time. Um, let, let me, let me ask you this because I think, cause we went through the same process parent and me and my son and did they have a gathering in the beginning when the, when the coach kind of said, um, all right, here's what to expect. And then you go get your jerseys and you know, which team you're on. Yeah, exactly. So there was like two rings, one ring with an ice and one ring without an ice. And then he told all the players to gather there. Yeah. And like the players just kept on coming and coming. I was like, yeah. Yeah, wow, that when is this going to end? I was just scared. I didn't know what's going to happen. And then everyone got their jersey. And yeah, it's just, it was weird. It was, it was pretty weird, I would say. So. And 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 just to be for those who don't know for for the Swedish listener, I mean that's kind of how it, how it is at main camp, and 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 that's a invite only. I mean it's a loose invite. There's yeah a lot of players yeah. can go in that may or may not have a shot in reality, but everybody other than I mean it depends on which team runs this this kind of main camp, but you know there's some teams that have ten or some null teams that have 10 or 12 groups or maybe so that would be you know 20 and, and it's 20 players per per team you know they run three lines or sometimes four lines and so you're talking about 
300 players that are that are there at one mm-hmm. at one main camp um and you know going through that process is eye-opening but for you that so were you not prepared for that but you saw that when you walked in i mean i was kind of prepared there was going to be like other guys there of course but not that many i would say so it was uh, shocking so how was it then yeah. again? so so and of course there's no practices you go in there and now you're playing blue against white or or yellow against green or whatever the jerseys that they put up and everybody's got numbers how yeah. was it how was it then in the locker room I'm I'm sure that you were the guy who stood up in the middle and huddled up and gathered everybody and had a war speech, <laughs> right? The Swede. It was yeah, it was dead silent at the beginning. I was just just got into the locker room. Everyone was just sitting on their place. No one was talking. Everybody's looking really, around. You are my yeah. competition, right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was so weird because it was the first time playing hockey in another country in Sweden. Then Sweden. Um, so just the first, I remember the first, cause I, I was pretty lucky cause I got to skate, uh, a goal skate before the game started cause I haven't been on the ice a whole lot. Um, and then the first like realization on the small ice sheet was, was so, uh, just, I would say it was so weird cause everything felt like so close to you, like the boards and, and everything like that. It was it was it was pretty fun though, because um, I'm a big guy and it's it's hard to skate. Like if the rink is big, you get tired skating a lot. So for yeah. me, uh, it fit me like uh, really good with yeah. with the size and everything. So, all right. So then, <clears throat> so you go through that. You probably have what three or four games, and then they and then they make the first cut. Yeah, exactly. So we had. Yeah, as you said, three or four games, I think. And then they're making the first cut. So they cut down to four teams. Yep. Um, and then there's two games. And then the winner of two, those two games go to the final game. Um, did, they, so had, did they do an older group and a younger group? Or did they just uh, in, in the for after the first cut? Yeah, so the... Yeah, I think it was, they called it like the Young Star Game and yep. the All-Star Game or something like that. So, yeah, they had, I think they had, the, the youngest was like 08 or something to 04, so 05, 05, I think. And then the 04 till 02, so 03, so I think I believe it was uh, played in the All-Star Game. Um, so, I had, overall, I had a, had a really good camp um, and I made the, the, last, the last game. Um so it was fun. It was really fun because it was the first time on the small ice sheet, and I was just so shocked about many things, like the the physicality of the game was like night and day compared to the Sweden, to like the Swedish league, because um, everyone felt so hungry, kind of. Yeah. Compared to Sweden, everyone is just hunting pucks, just dive bombing into the boards, and just crazy compared to Sweden. And Sweden is more like soft, and you take it a little bit. Slow anybody and, and anybody like, want to give you anyone to pick you for a fight because there, uh, sure there was a lot of fights too during that yeah during- yeah yeah there was a lot of fights um so that was shocking too because i was i've never seen i mean obviously i've seen like the nhl fights but seeing it like that close like your teammates just dropping gloves and fighting it was it was a little bit scare scary but yeah it was it was fine fun too um and then i think it was one guy was pretty pretty big uh, d 
he I think we just wasn't the corner or something and then he just hit me on the pads and I was like I, I'm just hitting him back of course and then he asked <laughs> me like do you want to fight and I was like no I'm not doing that I'm, just, I'm not from here I said I, I think I said like I'm from Sweden or something I can't remember really <laughs> He probably yeah, chirped, so was, he probably chirped you all the way to the to the bench too. So probably I was yeah. So because I didn't really know that some of the guys has that thing to do like to make the team. Because um, in Sweden you're not allowed to fight, obviously. So yeah, I was like, what is that guy doing? And for him, it was like, yeah, I have to fight. Yeah, yeah no, otherwise I'm not gonna make the cut. So it's just I'm, I'm just, just different. I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I think that that's such a. I mean, for those who've never been through that, I mean, this is why we want to talk about this because it's it's reality and it's an important part. And you know, like we talked earlier, this podcast is about educating and informing. And what better way to learn from from someone who's going through it? Um, but so you, this was in Young, Youngstown, Young, uh, Youngstown Jets, right? Youngstown Phantoms. Phantoms. Sir, sir. Yeah. That's the USHL team. Okay, so this was actually a USHL uh, uh, main camp and not the yeah. NAL camp. No, so uh, the thing is that um, the Youngstown Phantoms team have like the same, like an, an organization with the Maryland Blackbirds in the NAL. Great. So, I, I was about to ask, I said, well, you know, well, yeah. Youngstown is not Maryland Black, Black Bears. So how did you end up there? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, like both of the all like all of the Youngstown coaches and the Maryland Blackbird coaches was like on the stands, and I think it was maybe ten guys from the Maryland team was there too. Yeah. So like they have like this uh, kind of connection that the the players that are too good to play in the Maryland go up to the Youngstown and yep. the same thing but the opposite. Um, yeah. So I had a good camp there. Um, they just told me that because I was. Obviously, I'm an international player, um, so it was hard to make the cut for the UCL team. Um, yeah. And then I got to, because I talked to the, the Maryland coaches there, and they wanted me to come to the to their main camp because it was like the over, I think it was next week or something. So I traveled down to uh, Washington again um, with my dad, and uh, we did the first two days there at the camp because then we had to fly back home yep so um yeah that camp went pretty good too i would say and then after the two days the coaches told me that they wanted me there and and they put up a good deal for me so i was just pretty much blown away and and i didn't say yes or no to anything i was just like yeah i just need to fly back home to sweden and just think about this for a while because i was just shocked yeah, so <clears throat> let's talk about that for a second. All right, now you sit here and you have an you have an option of okay, it's not USHL. It's good that you knew how. I mean, the the the, the shot of making the USHL is it's it's so the the eye of the needle is so small and and like you're saying, it's the drafted guys that are going to which I mean, playing in the J twenty national like you did in in Mura, you know. Um, certainly you could have played ushl as well but but a lot of people like you said pe people kind of poo poo uh, the north american hockey league and it's a really really good league and there's not a yeah. whole lot of difference between ushl and and the null i mean probably 
you know, from a from a the level of play is very similar. There's more skill in the USHL, but it's younger. Mm-hmm. And, and in the yeah. North American Hockey League, more physical, more speed. Uh, but if you if if you if you took the an all team against the USHL team, the USHL team will probably win. But it's not like it's a huge difference. But the biggest difference, I think, is the age. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, fun thing, because we're talking about that, because we, since we're in the same organization, so every year the Maryland Blackbirds team uh, have, like, two exhibition games um, with the Young Sun Phantoms, the UHL team. Yeah. So uh, we played them twice. Now I'm just moving forward a bit. But this was when I made made a team and made my decision, everything like that. So we, we, uh, we, I think we won the first game with like five two or something, and yep. everyone was pretty much shocked because everyone was expecting like a loss or or everything like that. And then it was like a real realization that the difference between the leagues, as you said, isn't really that much. It's just that the usual is younger and way more talented than yep. than like the the null um and maybe i would say the the top top guys in the u shell compared to the top cup top guys in the null is a bit of a difference too that's like nhl players we're dealing with in yep. the u shell so yeah so what did you ever think about going back then to play uh the, your last year so you you finished i think this is an important all right yeah. So you finished your third year in gymnasium. So now you got your degree, you got your high, the equivalent of a high school diploma, diploma here, plus one year, really. But you have a uh, gymnasium diploma graduated from there. And then you could have played another year of J20 and possibly got a shot in the Alsenska. Mm, yeah yeah so um with you on hedberg with you on hedberg as the coach (laughs) yeah so i was uh yeah my first year of j20 um i had a pretty hard year i started pretty good and then i broke my wrist um so that was pretty frustrating and then once i came back from my injury i uh i started uh, practicing with uh the altsenskan team so i practiced uh, with them with my had like a bracelet kind of thing for my wrist to have like make it stronger yeah so uh, i was practicing with them for uh, i think it was like two weeks or something and then when they had a game i I thought i was like next in line i was like i practiced with them i was like all excited and then the j20 coach told me that uh because i've been injured and they wanted they didn't want me to do, like my first game put me on the, the all fans gun yeah um so that was a little bit frustrating for me. Um, but after that, when I started playing J20 again, it was like, after injury, it's so hard to like come back and do like better or even as good as you did before. Um, it's, it's really hard, especially mentally, because you expect that you're going to be as good and you're not. So all that with your confidence and everything is just bringing you down and you try to, play better and play harder but it doesn't work and then it just goes the opposite, opposite way yeah so that was that was that was hard uh pretty hard year i would say so but then you made you made the uh, so did you end up 
uh, did you have to go to training camp with uh, Maryland? Uh, no. So, so after I traveled home after the the main camp, um, I uh, talked to Randy, of course, um, and he told me his pros and cons, and he just wanted me to to go there and because there's so much more like if you want to go college travel as fast as you can to the to the usa and just play there because there's so many more eyes and college team that look at you there than in sweden um so for me it was it was it was hard making a decision because i have my my family all my friends uh, i have a girlfriend here i have like everyone here i didn't know anyone no one in the states um yeah. and at that point i had I got a pretty good deal from the maryland black bears and it was pretty late too i think it was like in the middle of august or something um so it was it was pretty late um yeah. and then at that time i just really said that yeah fine i'm leaving so yeah we just uh uh, booked a plane ticket and and uh, talked to the coaches in Mura and that was hard too because I'm yeah. they didn't expect it really um, and for me because first when I was um, flying to the main camp in the Youngstown was for because I was planning to play my second year in Sweden in Mura yeah. um, and I told the coaches that yeah this is for after the next season yeah. uh, when I have my last year so they didn't expect it at all, and I didn't expect it either. So it was it was hard having that uh, conversation with them. And and th- did you have that with uh, Hermansson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome coach so, too, right? Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um, both uh, Fabian Gunnarsson and Hermansson, uh, really good coaches. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but then you ended up going. Uh, so did you billet? Did you have a billet family? Yeah, um, so that was also a new thing, because uh, <laughs> when you when you move over, I'd, I'd say like this, it's so nice to have like you're staying with a family. It helps you with so much because they're learning everything about the country and and food and everything. They just feeding you with like everything you need. Um, so that was very important for me. I don't I don't really know if I could have managed it without a bill family. Um, because they're just so important. So the team did a really good job uh, with the with the billet families. So they're having like either you have your two guys or three guys in in one house. Um, yeah. Uh, so you're never like alone in, in a billet family, really. And then it's so nice because then you have like players and you're driving with them to practice, and you get like you're not alone. You're like nearly never alone. Um, so that was important too. Now you had another Swede on the team, William Hawkinson. Yeah. Was he on in the same billet house, or was he? Yeah. So I actually uh, met uh, William before before I traveled to uh, to the states because we had to fix our visa. Yeah. So the visa story was was so long and so hard because we had to travel down to Poland. Um, and fix the visa there. So it was like at the same time I was making my decision. I just booked the plane tickets to Poland, flew there and fixed my visa. And all of a sudden I met William there and because I knew we were on the same team. And he just told me that, yeah, I'm in Poland right now. I need to fix my visa. And I was like, yeah, me too. 
where you at and then we met for a coffee um awesome. that was exciting that was nice too and then we ended up in the same billet house in the in maryland too so that was that was really nice and i'm pulling him up vecker guy uh so he's he is playing like so he's already he must be a year ahead of you no wow. no he's the same so he's already going to lake superior state that's impressive yeah i mean yeah he had a he had a really good year yeah i'm i'm seeing that too um as well all right so <clears throat> so i mean we could talk for for a long time about your year in in um in the null but which so when you're playing with maryland did you get to did you get the call up to practice with the with the youngstown phantoms at all or no no once i once i came there i think it was they had like one guy that was practicing with their team but yeah. there's so many guys in the youngstown team so they're just Throughout the season, they're just making cuts and cuts and cuts. So yeah. from their team, I think we got like three or four guys to drop down to us and play with us. So yeah, it was hard. Yeah. But you had, but you so you ended up playing for for Maryland, and bus ride bus rides mostly on the teams that you yeah. played. Yeah, um, yeah, buck bu all, all the games were bus rides except the the showcase in uh, in Minnesota. Um, yeah. So talking about the showcase just a little bit was uh that was in Blaine, right? Very yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's a really big uh, like a really big thing for for guys that want to go to college. Um it's like I think it is all the teams in the all like child there. Yeah. What, what was um, this so all the is teams. this the when, when is this the around the Christmas time or when did you go? No, there? no, no. This is um I think it is in September, late September. Okay. So it's like I think we had two games before the before the showcase or something like that. So two games in and like everything is new really and then you're traveling to a showcase where nearly all of the schools are looking at you and you want to perform as good as you can. So I was really nervous going into that. Um and, 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 and explain to the listeners to blame uh Minnesota talk about the rink yeah so they have like this i think it was called like the super rink or something um so we're we're arriving in minnesota we're taking a bus from the airport to the super rink to drop off our gear there's this huge parking lot with like a ton of buses and a ton of cars ton of people and then i were walking in there and someone is telling me like like look here like there's a map kind of thing and I think there's like six or seven ice sheets. There's the there's same eight. kind of yeah. There's yeah, eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. It was just crazy, and I was like walking through each rink, and was like, "Well, there, there's one, there's two, there's three, there's four, and everyone is like looking the, exactly the same." So I was just blown away because I think the maximum in Sweden is like three or something, yeah. and that they have eight in the same was just crazy. <laughs> but then so. so it's yeah. good that you've already gone through the main camp where you have like, okay, lots and lots of people, lots of players, lots of pressure mm -hmm. did fine. So did they explain to you that this is where the college scouts are? I'm sure you yeah. had that conversation with Randy. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Um, but then I think it was the, after the first or 
first or second game I play with the Maryland Blackbirds, the the coaches talked to me about schools and everything because um, I had a couple of schools already that had uh, been seeing me in uh, the Youngstown camp over the summer. So, um, yeah, they told me that, yeah, all of, all of the schools is going to be there. Um, if you perform, it's really good for you and, and all that stuff. Um, so we started playing games. I think we started pretty early in the morning. And it was crazy to see that there's games in like nearly every ice sheet and yeah. a ton of people and a ton of scouts sitting with papers and writing and writing. So I was really lucky because I had, I had a really good, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to say if it's, you could call it a tournament or whatnot, but yeah. I'd, I'd call it a tournament, but I had a really good tournament. Um, I got star of the week there. So uh, I was just, have a lot of confidence coming into the weekend and, and excited about all the scouts and everything. So, uh, cause it is like, if you're, if you're starting talking to schools, you build your confidence so fast. So it's like the first game, I talked to a couple of schools after first game and then just kept coming and kept going. So it was very exciting. Yeah. So at what point did, so not to fast forward too much, but, but, you know, since you are committed to St. Lawrence D1 and yeah. D1, when did they or how many schools contacted you? Because I'm sure that going through getting first star or getting as, you know, star of the week or of the game, you're getting noticed and you're having a good because what happens is you're big. Right. That's the first yeah. thing people are going to see six, four. All right. Here, who's this big center? Oh, they looked you up. Oh, he's a Swede. Where's he playing? Oh, he's playing in the null. Okay. And then you put up numbers. So a lot of players, you go really quickly up in the evaluator sheets and they, and they, and they then want to figure out who's this kid. Is this, is this guy got a character? Is he even a college hmm. applicant? Right. Yeah. So how many people yeah. reached out to you, or how did that ha how did that work? Um, so coming from Sweden with like no one talking to you, and just that kind of I don't know really how to explain it. it was just they knocked on the door in the locker room and it was like the coaches came in and like yeah Gabriel Westling uh, we need you out there and then I was like yeah okay what 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 do they want now and I thought first I thought the coaches like wanted to yell at me or something and then. I saw two or three guys after the first game was like in line kind of. And then I talk, started talking to them and, and um, just kept on coming. So I think it was after the third or fourth game, there were some pretty big schools that was talking to me. I know Minnesota State, um, QPAC, uh, Quinnipiac, um, and a couple of other schools. That was, I, I haven't really thought about it that much. Um, but I think at the end of everything, um, I talked to like 18 or 20 schools, I believe. And as you said, the the thing I realized coming to, to the Null um, was the size that they're, they're so, like, they're, they're, I don't know how to really explain it, but it, the size matters so much to them compared to Sweden. It's, it's, it's crazy, I would say. So like, yeah, you're you're so big and and you can still skate and you can play and you can pass the puck and you can dangle and shoot and everything. So that was was very 
new and strange at the same time and yeah. very exciting for me because because i've always been like not the slowest guy but like i've always been a little bit slower than the smaller guys if you know what yeah. i mean so getting that like attention for my size was really good for me and for my my confidence yeah so <clears throat> uh because we're running out a little time here but what made you decide now so you've committed st lawrence yeah yeah right uh but what made you go to the bchl this year um so the i think it's the first year they're op they're opening up for, for uh, imports. international players yeah for imports um and i have uh had a friend who played in the bc last year um who was playing in the maryland blackbirds the year before i did and he came to visit it and he was talking to me and was like yeah the league is really good it's like it's like the usual but it's just the difference is it's another country kind of so yeah and i i want to take my take my next step and i want to be as good as i can and i've had a feel for the null now and i felt like yeah let's try something new and bc just opened up for imports and it just couldn't be any better i feel like yeah. Plus, plus you've already, I mean, you've got your, you, you, you know where you're going. So this is like a bonus year that you can, you could go back, yeah. to this, you could go back to the safe, you know, place where you were before and put up numbers, but you don't necessarily need to put up numbers. What you want is probably development and experience and hone your craft. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we could probably talk another hour about uh, <laughs> things. Maybe we should a little bit later and have you on a second time here. But I, I really want to thank you for kind of going through this. This is going to be really helpful for some people to kind of, you know, what is it like? Um, you know, there's so many things that if you don't prepare yourself, you would not be ready Um if you didn't prepare yourself physically, if you don't prepare yourself academically, if you didn't prepare yourself mentally, it's really, really tough to make it to where you are at this moment. And you had the mentors in front of you with with Randy and with Ludwig and his dad and, and that can yeah. kind of show the way. And hopefully this is going to be uh, informative to those people that may want to be um, – uh, going through the same path. So, um, so I want to thank you for kind of jumping on. Let me, let me ask by, so two things I want to do. Um, if you met yourself, you're, you're, let's see, you're 22 now, right? Not, no, you're 19. You're, you're Oh three. If you, if you met yourself, you know, as a 17 year old, what would you tell yourself? I know it's not that long ago, but what would you tell yourself <laughs> that you know, now I've gone through this process or the next guy that, you know, if you want to give, give a piece of advice, what would you tell yourself two years younger? Um, I would say if you get an opportunity and you're, you're don't really sure what you're doing, do it. Yeah. So I would say because I was really comfortable here in Mura and I had like all my friends and family and everything. And I, if I stayed here, maybe I could get a contract in the hockey sense, kind of all that. But for me, I want to be as good as I can. I want to develop as, as good and as fast as I can. And at the end of the day, making that scary moment or that scary jump is was like 
for me the right play because I've learned so much traveling to the U U.S. and not just the changing country, but like the game is completely different. Um, you get a whole lot of experience. You get a lot of attention because you're from Sweden too, and everyone loves Sweden. Um, so it was just a lot of a lot of pro pros. Uh, yeah. Not that many cons, to be honest. Just the worst thing that can happen is just that you move home, and that that's not even. Yeah, I don't really know what to say. I just, yeah, just do it. it it's great advice. It's great advice, and I, I I concur. I mean, going through the same journey uh, thirty years ago for me it was when you have the chance, take it, whatever it is. Yeah, um, great yeah. advice. Last thing. So we have a new initiative through through Target Aid, where we're asking each guest to identify that the team of your that the team of your in your heart we should say uh which team do we want to highlight i suspect i know which one it is Mura. <laughs> <laughs> all right what we're gonna what we're gonna do we're gonna highlight that uh we have a yeah. We've set up a site on Target Aid uh, through Swedish Junior Hockey. You're going to have a a little. We're going to set up one for for Mura, and and you're going to be listed there. Club Benimetjata, the the team or organization in my heart. Mura is going to be highlighted there. We'll help out, and um, we'll see. We the the goal here is for for us to highlight and and do some good. Uh, help, help organizations. Uh, raise money for their youth organizations. And um, so uh, so we will definitely do our part for Mura. Uh, <laughs> hand to my heart. I, I, I have quenched my disgust and hate for Mura uh, after Johan Hedberg and Roussean. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we will do our part there. Gabet, thanks for jumping on. Uh, it's been fun. It's been educational, and uh, and we'll connect again for sure. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was it was really fun and exciting. I'm I'm very. I would like to come back if it's possible. Yeah, we'll do it for sure. Thanks again. Thank you.